This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cratellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. August is almost over. And yet, we can still woo-woo because it's Wednesday. Boom. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Happy for that. that that's news. Um, but no, like... Again, these months just go by so quickly. They do. It's holiday season almost. Almost. Not quite. It's crazy. I mean, that means we're closer to going to the DR. It is indeed. Another nice long vacation. Let's talk about that really quickly. Oh, if we must. I mean, people are really weird about this trip because they think that the DR is going to kill us. Right. Yeah, people give in to sensationalism really easily. People like completely obfuscate what they're told without questioning it at all. So if you actually look at the facts, it's a statistically insignificant uptick in the amount of violence that has happened in that area or anywhere (laughs) and not to do anything disrespectful to the people who lost their lives because that's not my intention at all. But this whole like people canceling their trips and, you know, airlines changing their rules to give people, you know, the the flight back and all this it's like no no well and again kind of to your point like we're not saying that this is not important or tragic or tragic people lost their lives yeah absolutely stupidity that is going on in there but like we live in a country i the example that i always that i've been giving lately is that People have been dying of legionnaires disease as of lately here in the United States out of nowhere. Right. Like out of nowhere, like literally random. And no one's talking about that. No one's upset about that. No one's worrying about that. And the fact that you're getting like legionnaires disease is huge. That is gigantic. But no one's talking about that. Do you remember the guy who was driving around Times Square running over tourists? Yes. Yeah. But people still came to New York. People still came to New York. And that was our backyard. Yeah. If I remember correctly, they killed like an entire fan. Like he killed like four people that were visiting from like Columbia. Like friends. Four friends that Mm -hmm. had come here for like a high school reunion, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Killed them in like killed all four of them by running over them. But these things happen all the time, like consistently. And people still, to your point, go to New York. People still go to Atlanta. People still go to Chicago. People are still going to L.A. and all of these bad I mean, things are happening. have you ever looked at the murder rates in your own county? Like, now you can't visit your own home. Like, come on. Just be, just think critically about these things is all I'm saying. And again, I'm not saying that it's, it's not um, important or tragic or that, like, we're totally discounting everything. But again, to your point, like if you think I think something crazy, like what is it like 50 million people, 5 million people or something like that visit the Dominican Republic every single year? Mm, Yeah, 5.2, I think it's 5.2 million or something of that sort. And, you know, if and here's the thing that I always found insane, but like 
I think, 12 people died during the span, right? That everyone is, like, loving to, like, bring up. But I think only, like, six or seven of them actually died from a, a poisoning or... Uh, like, you know, secret mystery boo yeah, I think it was deaths eight. or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like crazy because if you really like eight people, let's call it eight out of 5.2 million. What is that percentage? Right. Right. So, And again, how does it compare to how many people died the previous year and the previous year? And the previous year like that's the thing you can't like you can't give into this sensationalism you just can't especially when you consider and i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i will say that as people continue to find places like the dominican republic that they can go to that are cheaper then they're going to go to them which means they're not going other places and spending more money and people who own those places also own the news and so just all i'm saying is know um know who's giving you the information and be critical about it if you don't if you're scared then you're scared and you can honor that and be scared but at least have like some real information again the people who actually know this stuff have said this is not a significant statistically significant increase in anything so again what happened is tragic it's being investigated i hope they figure out everything that's going on and i hope they fix it um because they should but it's the because same I need amount to drink while I'm in the Dominican <laughs> Republic. <laughs> but it's the same amount of stuff that happened last year and you weren't scared to go there last year. No. So, yeah, this is the news with Marco and Tony. We'll be back in just a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Done with the agenda. Pushing. Yeah, I know. Right. What do you say we hop into our hashtag gay relationship yes, goals for the week? This topic. I think it's really good. Right. So yeah. as a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of your adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. This week, we are highlighting a couple that, um, I don't know, that I'm like super obsessed with. First of all, they live They're in... They're impressive. Yeah, they're kind, of, they're kind of interesting. First of all, they live in Panama City, which is like just super bizarre to me because I don't know if you've ever been to Panama City, but it's a thing. For um, so those of you who don't know, that's in Florida. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting area. But these two seem to be super successful and have all the secrets to proper gym routines (laughs) and uh are doing really great they're very successful it looks like they have a gorgeous home very successful lives and of course we're talking about at joe and rick underscore our life in pics um and that is joe and rick these uh two guys who have been together for 21 plus years um and they are just living their best lives in panama city and I just love them. One of them is a silver fox alert, which I love. <laughs> the other one looks like Fix-It Felix. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think he looks like a, a real-life version of Fix-It Felix, and I'm here for it. It is all I'm here for. Yeah, that is, that is to say adorable. It, like, adorable. Yes. Like, he's absolutely... Let's, I'm, let's like, clarify that. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that. That is a total compliment. I love right. Fix-It Felix. Uh, and if you guys haven't seen uh, Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet, then... 
you're totally missing out losers um anyways i think it is a really really great i just like them so much they're just so impressive and they're fun Mm -hmm. i love the um the comparison photo of like their first photo together and then as you said 20 plus years later um they don't look like they've aged a day not one um they look just as beautiful as they did before they look just as happy together i have to share with you my my two other favorite um, photos, which there's a couple of, but they each have a theme. So one is um, they're super method when it comes to watching a Christmas story, and they actually put on the hot pink bunny suit from a Christmas story, mm-hmm. which I freaking love, and I kind of need one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know me, I'm a sucker for a good Halloween pick. Um, and they have a couple. Uh, they have the Mad Hatter, which, you know, that's my favorite story. But the one I actually want to highlight is they did um, a Wizard of Oz uh, one, and one was the Wicked Witch and one was the Wizard, but they did it a la um, Dia de los Muertos style. Um, so that one is really fun to look at. That would have been an interesting thing to see out. I probably would have bought them a drink. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a post that I love that was posted on July 11th. Um, and it's one of those comparison photos where I think they're on a boat or yeah, I think they're on a boat. Um, but it says we are looking through some old photos and ran across one from a boat day about 20 years ago. How lucky are we that we get to still enjoy days like this together? You don't necessarily start a relationship thinking that you'll still be together years from now. You might hope that will happen, but that's just so much pressure. Uh, They say true love stories don't have an ending. If it's going to work out, it'll work out. Just enjoy the ride and the years will fly by. Hashtag then and now and hashtag love wins. Mm. And I was just a huge fan of it. And like literally, if you look at the pictures, it's like, oh my gosh, like it's the exact picture. Like they just look, it's just adorable. I'm just obsessed with them. And I think you guys are going to be obsessed with them too. That's why you absolutely must follow them on Instagram. Again, they are at Joe and Rick underscore our life in pics um follow them joe and rick are amazing we love you guys and if ever i'm back in panama city which i don't know why i would be down there (laughs) um i would hopefully run into you guys because you guys look like a ball of fun they do i'm a huge fan we're gonna take a really short break but we'll be back in just a little bit to try to solve the world's problems gratelli style hold on tight Hello, listeners. As you may have heard, Tony and I have a weekly after show on IGTV called Relationship. <laughs> Get it? Relationship? Relationship? What? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Okay. Every week, Marco and I will talk about the podcast topic, the things we learned, and the way to use it in our relationship day-to-day. Yep, our goal is to put a face to the topics and our message, as well as give you some extra relationship content and guidance. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at podrelationship. And tune in every Wednesday. After you've listened to the episode. (laughs) Yes, on IGTV for our weekly after show, Relationship. Comment, like it, tell your friends. All support is greatly appreciated. We look forward to having you see us there. <laughs> Bye. Future sex love sounds. Oh, I was going to go old school and say, let's talk about sex, baby. Ooh, you are old. Oh! <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, you know, whoop, there it is. Um, 
interesting topic today, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> or are you not into it? You know I'm into it. <laughs> We're yeah, going to talk about sex. Sexual relations. <laughs> the horizontal mambo. The pelvic pinochle. Oh. That's for old people. Yeah, was, see? Listen, you they're having more sex than one. anyone else. Read up on it. It's well, true. Well, <laughs> they are. Well, they're having more good. sex and more unprotected sex. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know that senior citizen living centers are the new orgies, right? I've I've read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, so we're talking about sex within your hashtag free the wrinkle. <laughs> what? <laughs> That cracked you up. <laughs> I'm known for my dad jokes. I yeah. Some other people laughed. Some people thought that was funny. I don't know that they exist <laughs> where we can see them. Um, anyways, yeah. So today we're talking about sex, and we're talking about what it means uh, to each part partner to make sure that they're connecting with each other in a sexual way. And what that looks like in relationships and specifically gay relationships and how it differs in heterosexual relationships. Because apparently the heteros have sex as well, I think. I don't know what they do. They make young gays. They like touch butts, right? (laughs) They touch butts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not a gold star gay. And neither are you. Not at all. Or a platinum gay. So anyways, um, so let's talk about this. So sexual frequency. (laughs) I hate this question and I'm going to ask it anyways and set myself up for it. So here we go. Ideally, in a week, how many times would you like to have sex? Six. Six? Yes. That's a lot. That's my compromise. Ideally, every day. And on some days, twice a day. Good lord. Yeah. Who is this person that you're having sex with? Six is my company. Well, (laughs) who indeed? Um, Not the person I married, that's for sure. Um, No, that's a little excessive, but that's you. It is me. That is me. No, that's totally me. No, you're a very excessive person. I absolutely am. I also have the ability to do that (laughs) and would love to do that, but that's not going to happen. It's happened before, but it's not going to happen anymore, and that is what it is. But, I mean... In this relationship, which I think is a much fairer question, in this relationship, two to three times a week. Two to three times a week, I think, would be acceptable. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fair. I shouldn't say acceptable. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fair Mm -hmm. because my desire is so high. And it's not that your desire is so low. It's just there's a variety of things going on for you that aren't going on for me. And I think that would be fair. Hmm. Very interesting. You... I mean, honestly, realistically, two to three times a week is not uh, absurd to me. Like, I think that it is. Well, but what's your number first? Same question to me. Two to three is not absurd, but what would your number actually be? No, like two to three. I Mm -hmm. think that that is like normal per week. Like, I think that I think that that would be realistic. And I think that that would be good because I mean, honestly, I mean, let's let's be on it. Like one sex comes in many different forms. And so I don't think that that's abnormal. God love it. It sure does. Yeah. And then two, I also think that, uh, you know, with everything that is a part of life, i.e. work, i.e. stress, you know, uh, also, you know, uh, dealing with 
uh, relationship type stuff, whether, you know, whether I like you that week, et cetera. Like, those things are always a factor. <laughs> you know, those are things. Notice he didn't say that day. He said that week. Grudge. I, you just never know. <laughs> like, you just never know what's going on. I think realistically, two to three times a week, it could be possible. Um, and it's fine. But, you know, I also don't want to but I'm also of see but this is where the the other part of it comes in I also don't want to discount masturbation because I don't know that partnered masturbation uh counts because I think realistically solo masturbation and like doing your own thing and like being your is like completely normal in a relationship Mm -hmm. and that there should be time given to that so you could realistically quote unquote have sex every day seven days a week and like realistically two to three of them is like partnered sex and the remainder of them is like solo like masturbating and like being completely fine because you don't I don't think you have to oh I don't count masturbation as sex I I mean I I think it's personal sex I think it's so it's solo sex like it's like you it's like self-care it's like you taking care of yourself it's not partnered sex clearly um but at the same time I think that it, it I mean it is I don't know but maybe I'm weird well to me the question was how many times do you want to have sex per week partnered not how sex. many orgasms do you want to have a week well, yeah, and again, partnered sex. Well, that's I would fine. Say like two you can, to three. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, two to three. I think that that would be fine. Right? That, that, that doesn't bother me. Right, but your number includes masturbation. Mine does not. No, no, no. No, no two to three partnered sex. Oh, seven. okay. Yeah, you could do seven in general, like, and that would include both partnered and unpartnered. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's different. Maybe I'm splitting hairs at this point, but who knows? Well, the question is, and and it's always the question, um, is what is quote unquote normal? Mm. And first of all, let's just say there is no normal. But yeah. there are statistics. And as of uh, May 2019, here are some of the statistics. Lay it on me. So straight married couples on average sex seven times a month. Okay. Mm, that's less than twice a week. Okay. Gay people, it is higher in gay men. Gay men. But it's not much higher. Um, And people think that it really is. But let's just break it down. There's a lot of butt touching. (laughs) Touching butts. Um, So let's just call it the sex rate, right? So sex rate of three times a week or more. When you're in the first two years of a relationship, a gay male relationship, it's about 70%. So about 70% of people report that, right? That's that NRE. <laughs> right. It drops to 50% for straight couples in the same time period. Not a huge difference, but a difference. Significantly S- Significant, but not even 25%. 50 to 70. It's right. 20%. Right. It's not huge. And then about another 20%. It goes to 33% for lesbian couples, right? So, again, just a 20% difference between gay and straight men. Then the number jumps again after 10 years. Um, So it's only about 10% of gay couples that still have sex three times a week. 
under 20% of heterosexuals enjoy the frequency and less than 1% of lesbians. That's so weird to me. I just assumed that lesbians were having sex all the time. It's well, well, according to this, they're not. And this, I should tell you, is a meta study of many, many, many studies. Um, and I would actually call it quite comprehensive. It's from liveabout.com. Um, and uh, if you want to know exactly what all the studies that it looked at are, um, it's in the article. But what's interesting to me is that after 10 years, heterosexual couples surpass homosexual couples. I believe it because women go into a sexual prime later in their lives. So like women have this like they are like good for sex like early and then they go through a lull where their like bodies and and their chemistry and everything is changing and then they you mean menopause well i was being kind but yes there's nothing unkind about menopause no but i just wasn't i I mean there's lots of things that are unkind but mentioning it is not one of them. yeah and then what ends up happening is they kind of like get over those changes and then they get into this like new sexual prime where they actually are very interested in doing all the time and that's why uh, there's a lot of older women that end up dating younger men because they end up wanting to do that. Now, that is a generalization and a stereotype for the most part. But um, realistically, yes, women women go through that. Hmm. And I, I would that would be my guess. So um, perhaps that is what it is. Um, perhaps. Uh, so this article, we're going to jump to another one, but really quickly, this article also mentions um, a finding in the Washington Post where um, gay couples actually have an edge over heterosexual couples because gay couples can divide household chores based on like likes and responsibilities as opposed to gender normative division, uh, which they found um, creates more free time for sex because there's a more even distribution percentage-wise of what has to get done, which we all know means it's going to get done more quickly. I can see that. Yeah, so it's very interesting. It's fun to know. Yeah, it's very interesting. That, I guess that happens in our household. Yeah, like I don't grocery shop because I hate it. Yeah, and then and then you clean as you know while I grocery shop, and you're typically almost done by the time I get back, or I help you out with a couple of things, and then we kind of split the laundry. The cooking's not so even, but a lot of people don't call that a chore. I do. Um, or do you? I do. I consider cooking a chore. I do. I loathe cooking. I know you do. You also consider it a chore. <laughs> oh, it's not even that. I don't even consider it a chore. I like. I don't consider it a chore. Hmm. I just consider it a nightly task that has to be done, and she don't like it. <laughs> so, moving on to the next article. Okay. Um, this one is on verywellhealth.com. I have to admit, I had not heard of this website until this article, but I've become a fan, and will be perusing it later. This is from a February 2018 article, Having Sex in Your Relationship by Jay Cardiello. Um, And it talks, uh, it's not specific to homosexuality, but it does talk about a number of um, really important issues. Like media presence of sexuality and how it, it affects your relationships? Right, and how it creates unrealistic expectations about the frequency and the severity or intensity or whatever you want to call it. Um, yes. Uh, it also goes into some really great common factors that play a role in sex drive, alternatives to sex, and the importance of quality over quantity. Um, so it's a really good article to sort of ground you and pull you out of um, the media. Um, 
which I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that what ends up happening too often is, you know, as this article, like, so brilliantly points out is like, you know, it's 7.58 p.m. on a Friday night, almost prime time, and you're surfing through television channels to find a good show to watch. You pick a show and it abruptly opens to the aftermath of a one night stand. Two strangers wake up late to work, scrambling to get dressed amidst the empty beer bottles, cigarette butts and scattered clothing from the night before. And so what ends up happening is we see this thing like we uh, crave this scenario that is like this unadulterated, like wacky, like, you know, go out, have like this passionate connection with this like random person that you meet in a bar. And then, you know, you have this passionate one night of like uh, crazy wild lovemaking and that is like n- normal, <laughs> right? And it's not right, right? It's good for TV. It is very good, and for it's kind of hot and steamy, sex sells. right? Sex yeah, sells. but it's not normal. It's not something that happens on a night. I mean, it is something that happens on a nightly basis because somebody's getting laid somewhere. But and God um, bless them. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not necessarily something that is going to happen to you. Every single time you go out. Well, and it's that whole thing that about like the new relationship energy and what the other article was saying, how in the first two years, the, in, you know, the frequency is, you know, the percentage of people who experience the same frequency is much higher. Um, but what I like about this uh, particular article is it puts the, the number at once a week. Um, and again, I think the important thing is this is not a gay article. So I think it actually supports the other article because they're talking about once a week for most couples, but we don't know what they define most couples as. Mm -hmm. The reason that I like it is because it does talk about the benefits of a healthy sex life. And I just want to list a few of them because I do think they're really critical and important to consider when you think about the effort you're putting into the frequency that you have sex with your partner. Because a lot of people will rely on a mood a lot of people will be completely ignorant of a mood, right? Uh, and so there is a there's a balance, there's a middle ground that both people need to um, take a look at. Cardio, yeah, <laughs> cardio for sure. Uh, so number one, of course, is it can strengthen the bond with your partner and help keep your relationship healthy. That's a big one, and it's important. That's a huge one for you. It is. It's yes. My love language is touch. Absolutely. It's physical. Yep. Absolutely. So yes, the the bond is increased by uh, touching butts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very well played. Uh, Thank you. Sex also provides numerous other health benefits, such as boosting your mood. Right. Depression. Right. Lessening stress strengthening your immune system, lowering your blood pressure, reducing pain, and, this has been proven, helping to fight heart disease. Okay, so I just want to go back. Uh, it has not reduced my pain. As a matter of fact, I have it's increased my pain. Well, not to TMI, but the positions may have something to do with that. No, I'm... <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I get what they're saying. I'm just being funny. But, uh, yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just really funny. But what I also liked about this, um, that uh, what I also liked about this article is they talked about like alternatives to sex. They talked about masturbation is common as 63% of men in uh, age 50 and older do it. About 40% of men in this age group have a sexual arrangement with someone other than their spouse or a long-term partner. 
that's super interesting and that masturbation or infidelity can become an alternative to sex especially if difficulty or discomfort exists with intercourse in the relationship i don't have in a like i'm an aversion is that what i want to say like to masturbation like Mm -hmm. i think it's like completely normal sometimes i'm just not going to want to do it and that doesn't mean that you should not get off in some capacity. Mm. Like, and so I'm not shy about the masturbation aspect of it. I'm like, whatever, do what you got to do. Make yourself happy. I'll see you in bed when you're done. Good night. Like, it's like <laughs> not a big deal to me. Um, you're weird about it. Like, you're not really into the, like. Goodbye. I'll see you in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Take the newspaper to the bathroom and close the door. Yeah. No, I'm not into that. No, you don't like no, that. No, no. That's so no, weird. no, but I also just don't like being in the other room away from you, period. And it has more to do with that. It is, it's true. Like, I don't like it when you and I are watching different TV shows in different rooms. Like, when I'm around you, I want to be around you. It has more to do with that than the masturbation mm. piece. Uh, interesting. Um, the other th- interest that's so interesting to me because that is like something that we should definitely um, touch base with. Uh, is that a all we're going to touch about? Oh, Lord, a therapist. Uh, Never mind. But- um, but no, Marco I, wants a third. <laughs> is that what you gather? <laughs> um, no, I think it's really, I mean, that's just a very interesting statement within itself. Cause I'm like, if you, I'm like, you're in the other show, like, go do your thing. Like have fun. Like, like go watch your show, go masturbate. I don't care. Like at the end of the day, it's like fine. Like it's, you don't have to be shy about it. I may come in and be like, what are you watching? Like, just so I can know what it is. For the show, right? Not the porn? (laughs) No, I want to know what kind of porn you're looking at. Because if it's something I need to be concerned about, then that's important, too. No? Okay. Anyways, he's over here, like, trying to figure out... I'm running a list. Concerned? No. Well, I mean, I, I know that I don't look like anybody that you watch porn to. Awkward silence, awkward silence. No, I'm still running a list, you know, not to, again, not to give too much away, but I usually think of you first and don't need outside assistance. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, The other thing that this article talked about that I actually was a huge fan of was the concept of uh, the importance of quality over quantity. Right. And I really thought that that was important. Or at least adding that to the conversation. Well, and what I liked about this Excuse me. What I really liked about this is, and maybe this is me in my older age uh, and, and and the maturity that I like to think that I've gained. You can't even say any of that with a straight face. It's so funny. Like, older age. <laughs> it's just really funny. Journey. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about maturity with it. It's, it's just You're not crazy. a mature person, but go uh, on. Bitch, um, but, <laughs> go on, giggle pants. <laughs> but what I thought was what I like it as I've gotten older, I've come to find that um, I relish more in the amazing s- sex that we have, even if it's few and far between, than the frequency sex. Because sometimes the frequency sex feels like maintenance sex. And that's just like, it's not really connected. It's just like, yes, I'm going to do this so that I'm not viewed as a bad husband. Look, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to go through the motions. But sometimes there have been moments where it's like, ooh, it's been like a 
a week or two since we've done it last and this is this one is like hidden like this one is like really really good this is a great moment and this will literally go in the spank bank and (laughs) and do you see what i'm saying or like these moments are like a lot more profound and just feel that much better than if we were to have done it last night like because if we did it last night and then we're doing it the night after I may be sore, I may be tired, I may be just, again, going through the motions, so I'm not necessarily fully there, but then there's sometimes where there's, like, moments where there's, like, I'm not trying to get too, like, graphic, but, like... We're talking about sex, it's fine. Yeah, right, but, like, there are, sometimes there are, like, sexual moments where it's, like, oh my gosh, there's, like, heavy breathing, and, like, really, like, inhaling each other's essence, Mm. if you will, that makes it... Not, like, in Hocus Pocus correct that make it a lot more passionate than anything else Mm -hmm. and i would rather have passion you'd rather have one of those than four of something else yeah right and and that and that that is really important to me and uh and i really like that the article talked about that yeah because it is an important part to add to the conversation so often the question is how often is normal but Really, I would challenge you to say, what's the best you can have? Not how often can you have it, but how well can you do it one time? 100%. Yeah. And, you know, and not, and not like, like showing off or mimicking or parroting or whatever, like actually being present in the moment, connecting with your partner, helping them to open their body, really connecting and then being present in that and creating generating more and more intensity until you both just can't stand it like i challenge you to do that once that that sounds amazing like that that sounds like this morning thank you oh jesus christ (laughs) um go ahead where's the lie where's the lie (laughs) (laughs) i'm so tired of teaching you pop culture stuff Especially when you try to use it against me. Uh, Correction. Correctly used it against you. (laughs) No, I just, I find that, again, passion and connection with one another becomes more. And again, like for me, that means a lot more than, again, frequency. Like I don't need to do it every single day with you. But like I love building anticipation. I love having like a moment that like just feels uh like the only the only exertion is through our bodies <laughs> that sounded so gross um, mostly the way you said it <laughs> yeah right no, i just felt like a sex guru in that moment and i was like you gotta like express yourself through your bodies like it just sounded really weird um But with that being said, one of the things that I think is really important is to be able to have an open conversation about sexual desire, about sexual frequency, about sexual needs with your partner, Um, because there are a couple of things like and I think we've even tried to explore these a little bit as we've gotten a little bit older. And there are more conversations that need to be had um, about like sex, like sexual desire, because sometimes um Sometimes having sex in your bed, in your apartment all the time is just not hidden all the time, right? Mm. Sometimes there needs to be variety. Sometimes there needs to be some, again, some craziness, a little bit of passion, a teeny bit of throwing down, a teeny bit of voyeurism, a teeny bit of exhibitionism, right? Like there needs to be things that need to happen to like spice it up. And I think it's really important to have Ooh, that I got one of the freaky ones. <laughs> 
There needs to be things that happen. I cannot with I you. was kidding. There needs to be things that happen. I'm like, what are you talking about? There are things that need to happen that can spice it up a teeny bit, right? Sometimes it's fun to like, and we haven't even done this yet, but it's something that I would love to do. Like, act like a couple that is like randomly meeting up at a bar. And like, it feels like a one night stand or it feels like a crazy night. Like that, like that sounds kind of fun, right? It does, and I would, and I would go back to a conversation, a, a thing that I have said many times is, there's no such thing as the sex talk, and normally I say that with your kids. There's no such thing as the sex talk with your kids. You're supposed to have multiple conversations because comfort levels change, social norms change, experiences happen that raise more questions, and I would posit that the same is true of your relationship with your own partner, and that there is no such thing as having one conversation with them either, because social norms change, experiences happen that raise more questions, like, it's all the same, Um, and so you should revisit it frequently. Well, and that's why I uh, actually am so... uh, Porn, like I approve of porn in general, is what <laughs> my name is Marco, and I approve of this I approve message. Of this message. <laughs> no, I I definitely do because I think that like okay, so while I don't think that you should get like all your tips and tricks from porn, right? Because I think that like it's just not a it's not an accurate representation of what real sex is like. Because you got to remember that those are like takes, like most porn is like takes. Um, so you have to just remember that unless it's like amateur porn, which is like not a take that's like filmed on your iPhone. So like, that's a completely different situation. Um, but even that can be a take. Um, I think that porn is an expression of your deepest desires that you find safety in exploring, um, and by removing yourself from the situation, by removing and yourself from the si- participating, in correct, it. Yeah. correct, yeah. Uh, literally all the things that I was trying to like make come out of my mouth but could not say. Yes, that is what ends up happening. There's room for a joke there. Um. <laughs> and so I think that it's that's why I like porn because right, you may see things like okay, so this is an extreme thing, but you may see a gangbang, right? And you, you're it's cute that you think that's extreme. Do you think a gangbang is not extreme? No. You think one person being penetrated and or being having had sex with by multiple people is not extreme. No, as long as it's consensual. No, I don't think that's extreme. Oh, I think it's extreme. That is like, that's like collegiate. That's not even varsity. (laughs) That's not even. It's it's one step below pro. That is like literally like that's varsity. Do you? Uh, that's beyond varsity. Like you don't just like go into a situation where you're like, I love you. I want to be with you and seven other people, and I just want to be like that's like an extreme thing, right? But if you have a part- no judgment, no judgment at all. Clearly. You just do no, 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 no. <laughs> I have zero judgment on the situation, but you just don't go into like situations like that. You kind of got to build it up, right? So you can be with your partner. The whole point I'm trying to make is you should be able to be with your partner and explore your deepest desires. True. And the things, and I love porn for that because it allows you the opportunity to voyeuristically explore those things. And then you should be able to take those experiences and go back to your partner and say, you know what? 
I would love the opportunity to maybe if you're comfortable or if we can find an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z and see what that looks like. And your partner should be should be open enough to potentially making that happen. But you also have to know and understand that your partner, there's a huge possibility that they'll be like, bitch, I ain't doing that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do that. And you need to be okay with that. What the next conversation should be is, in what capacity am I able to explore these things with your permission? Preferably with you. With you. Because that would be really helpful. But if it's not going to be with you, how can we make sure that I'm not ignoring my desires or these things that I want? But like, what is that going to look like with you? Like, am I able to like go to a a brothel? I I don't even think brothels are around, but well, especially not here in Vegas. I know that they're around. They still exist. Like, can I go do it in this thing? Can that happen like once a quarter? Like, what does that look like? I have a quarter. I don't know. I'm thinking from a business perspective. You're so cute. (laughs) I'm thinking from like a business perspective, like Q2. Like, I need to like have my like, you know, thing happen. Anyways, like, what does that look like? And and how can we make sure that I'm being sexually fulfilled? I still want to have sex with you. I'm not saying that I don't want to have sex with you but i want to notch it up a bit you're not comfortable with notching it up a bit so how can i notch it up and and not do that am i going to be confined to being able to watch my porn and having a good time with it like i'm comfortable with that you're comfortable with that cool we're happy but you also have to know that these things live inside of me and it's not going to go away Hmm. it's not going to go away so we have to figure out how to like manage this because it will be super helpful. And you should feel comfortable enough with your partner to do that. To have the conversation, yes. And you should um, feel comfortable enough to let your partner speak to you honestly back about how they're feeling. And accept what you both agree upon. Doesn't mean you can't revisit it. And you really should revisit it. But, yeah. Because your partner may not be okay with having a threesome. Right. But they may want you to be really happy and they're willing to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. If that means having sex with the windows open. Or, you know, on the roof wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> I hate that you just brought that up. What? I, I saw it in the magazine ones. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it was a news magazine. It wasn't a dirty magazine. It was literally like New York, like one summer was plagued by like tons of people doing that. And there was lots of pictures of it. Nothing explicit. But it was ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds about that. No, I was working on an inpatient unit. It had no business being on there, and I had to remove it. I was like, why did I have to remove this magazine? And I looked at this this news article. It was a newspaper. And I was like, oh, that's, that's why. <laughs> this is not appropriate. Final thoughts? Do you have any? I mean, I think that was a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to change the subject. Um, yeah, so, uh, we, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the the whole point of this article is that your normal in your quote unquote normal in your relationship is the normal right Mm -hmm. so you need to know and understand that that like you don't need to compare your sex life to that of other people you just don't need to do it first of all it's not healthy second of all it's never going to amount to one another like those things are just never going to happen sure and and you just need to be okay with that 
Two, you just need to be open and communicative with your partner about what it is that you need, what you like, what you want, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, where you're at. What you're willing to explore. What you're willing to explore. Come and all up those with the safe word. Come. <laughs> Come. I almost agreed with you that you're dumb. Um, so Are you, you saying you shouldn't have a safe word? Well, it depends on if a safe word is necessary. A safe word is always necessary. It is not necessary. We don't even have a safe word. When do we, when do we, have, do we have a safe word? No. We can come up with one. I know. Yeah, see, you're dumb. Um, anyways. Um, you haven't let me do anything that requires a safe word. Exactly. Um, we should come up with a safe word. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Because now I know that we definitely need to not do that. Um, Anyways, uh, and then at the end of the day, you just also need to just be uh, open with your partner and have a good time with your partner and just be just do what feels normal. And again, try to try to ride the frequency, the the what are you trying to ride over there? <laughs> I wish y'all could see his face. You guys just need to know and understand that frequency does not divine it, define anything. It's not the only <laughs> yardstick. It's it's not the only yardstick it's not. because you got to understand that sometimes it, it means a lot more than that because quality over quantity is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, with that said, we're gonna take a short break, but we'll be back in just a bit. Ta ta. Hey folks, it's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need to ask a favor. Please stop what you're doing this very moment and head to your favorite podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast and your reviews are the best ways to make that happen. So if you have two minutes, please go and give us a five-star rating. Then... Write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, you know, in case you get writer's block. (laughs) Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationships better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. Thanks. And now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship situations or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because I'm going to break you off. Let me be your motivation. Stay and give it tonight baby turn around let me be your innovation because i do it so right think about it oh think about it think about it oh take a look at me now hey a little motivation is is there more no i'm obsessed with that song <laughs> you've got that good good there baby, is more don't you Got that good, good baby, don't you? So you know my criteria but for a good... But you're so Stop it. Ain't regular. Stop it. That ain't Stop regular. It. You're done. <laughs> so you know my criteria for a good music video is it has to actually have something to do with the song. Yes. This is the first one in a long time that fits and is done well. You think it fits something? I don't. I don't think that it's like thematically on par, but I think that it doesn't make no sense, which I'm a fan of. It's an homage. Oh, excuse me. I had a little hiccup there. That oh. was weird. Um, it's an homage. Are you allergic to homages? Correct. Mm. 
it's an homage to like 90s music so in the music video she's doing uh, like 90s and 2000s music so what she did in like the video there's like a scene that's like identical to beyonce's crazy in love oh which is like amazing there's another one that's like uh an homage to britney spears's baby one more time video oh there's another one that is an homage another scene is like an homage to um a song by J-Lo and Ja Ru. You know that song, I'm Real? Mm-hmm. Um, that's an homage to it. There's another video that's an homage to, another scene that's an homage to Omarion. He has a song called Touch that was like a 2000s, I guess you would call it a hit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hit adjacent. Hit adjacent, yeah. And uh, so it was an homage to that. So I thought it was cute the way that she managed to like bring all of those elements to like fun 2000s music, 1990s music, like just all that fun stuff and like make it fun uh, and make it great. The song, if you actually look at the lyrics, is garbage. It kind of is. It is garbage. It's like so shallow. It's but like, it's, but it's hookish. It's hookish. I'm a fan of a good hook. It's a good pop song. Yeah. Like it's like fine. cute. It's fine. She is fucking gorgeous. She's ridiculously smoking hot. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Her skin, gorgeous. Smile, banging. Like, eyes, oh, Can we amazing. talk about those hips? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and the dance moves. Like, and the girl can move her body. She I'm knows gonna, how to do it. I'm going to quote Kenny here. I got a little chub. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny. Shout um, out to chubs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. And I'm she's very, gorgeous. very, very proud. I was if, enthralled. For those that are listening that have no idea who we're talking about, we're talking about Normani. Mm-hmm. Go who, look it up. Who is amazing. She has a new song called Motivation. Um, and the song is stupid cute. The music video is insanely incredible. It's well done. It's obsessive. It's like, well I've done. been literally watching. I've watched it probably like 12 times already. That sounds low. It, I- <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen it with you like six times. Oh, that's a lie. It's you, not you, a lie. Think about it. Well... Think about it. Oh, oh, think about it. All right, I'm going to read these. It. I'm going to read these emails now. Oh, here we go. All right, here now. it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. It was fun. Uh huh. Here's the first one. Hello, Critellis. Congratulations on ten years together. You guys are a real inspiration to a single guy like me. Oh, thank you. You need more references. Well, you just need a lot of patience. Mm. Anyway. My name is Sean, and I'm a 39-year-old gay man living in Maine. I've been taking your advice and using Meetup to find folks with similar interests and using events as a means to meet people. I've found a lot of great guys this way and have been on many dates as a result. The problem is that I'm tired. Like, all the time. I work full-time and also do some consulting on the side. By the time I get to the dates, I find that I can't have more than one a week without being totally wiped out. Sometimes I want my weekend for friends and family, so I usually do dates during the week after work. I'm exhausted, though. Any advice? Okay, well, I think this is a good time to talk about a skill that we don't really um, promote, which is called sleep hygiene. So this is where... No, I know. Make a face. Go ahead. Make a face. It's fine. It's fine. It just sounds... uh, You sound (laughs) so old right now. Anyway, back in my day, sleep hygiene is the importance of taking care of your need for sleep just like you would anything else. You're eating, you're exercise, you're bathing, right? And so sleep is extremely important and a balance is what you have to strike. So if you can only do this one night a week, 
during the weekdays, that's fine. That's totally fine. Rest up the night before, be able to rest up the day after, and just sort of refill your coffers, and be okay with the fact that it has nothing to do with your age and everything to do with your energy level. Yeah, I think that there are a couple things that are a factor with it. I think that one of the first things is that um, you're going to need to know and understand that if you are going to go on a date or a date is going to be a, a part of your Wednesday, for example, that you probably should... Um, d- <sighs> You should probably decrease the amount of work on Tuesday, Monday, right. or Tuesday or Monday, and probably even Thursday. Just so, well, let's t- He's let's not say, that old. yeah, let's say Tuesday, <laughs> let's say Tuesday and Thursday. You know, like the day before and the day after, so that you can balance all of it. Kind of, I think I'm saying the same thing that you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think it's really important to just say, like, oh yeah, I'm going on the because look, at the end of the day, if you're I, you're dating, so I can assume that dating is important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that you need to cut dating out at all. So you need to make it a part of your of your life. Uh, I would say cut chunks of the work that you have going on out a teeny bit. So then that way you can mentally and physically prepare yourself to be able to do all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what is really important Um, because you're right. Sleep is important. Like we can't all just go, go, go. Although back in the days when I was like 20 something, I could go, go, go like my life depended on it. That's why a lot of people, especially from my past, still assume that I can, but they don't realize that I'm. You can't. Fairly old these days. You are. Yeah. You're kind of creakety. Well, yeah, I'm not going to deny that either. <laughs> I can't even lie about it at this point. Um, so I think, it, I, I, me personally, I think that that's important. And, and I think that's what you were saying, right? No? Yeah, there's, Maybe? A, there's a, a work-life balance that you have to do. You just, you have so many resources, right? Your time, your energy, your mental uh, energy, your physical energy, your emotional energy. Like, there's just... There's resources and you have to allocate them appropriately and you have to rejuvenate the ones when they need it. And that's just how it is. Um, So keep dating. Do what you got to do. But when you need to say no, just say no. Like if you can't do it this week, you can't do it this week. And if someone is meant to be a really good time or even your partner, they're going to understand that and they're going to wait until it is a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's just how life works. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not, uh, it's no, there's no use in, in burning both ends of the candlestick. Mm -hmm. Is that what the saying is? Mm -hmm. Um, There's no use in doing that because if it's not going to work, it's just not going to work. So just know and understand that, but give yourself, give yourself the ability to have fun. It's okay. Sometimes you can do it in the middle of the work week. Uh, Sometimes it's fun to have like a little, Respite is that the word I'm looking for? Oh, during the work week, <laughs> uh, I'm good. My brain's working today, y'all. Um, and I think that that's wonderful. But again, don't overdo it because then you won't be useful the remainder of the week, and the, and that's going to be a problem as well. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, there okay. you go. Next, next one. Hello, Marco and Tony. My name is Gina, and I'm in a two year relationship with my girlfriend Andrea. We live in Connecticut, but do not share a home. I love my lady and we can talk about everything, except for one topic. She won't acknowledge that I'm bi. We are monogamous and I don't want to date anyone besides her, but she believes that I am a lesbian because I've only dated women for the last few years. Labels aren't super important to me, but it kind of bugs me when she doesn't honor this part of who I am. 
We will go out with friends, and I'll say something that alludes to my liking both men and women, and she will shut me down right away. Should I not worry about this, or should I have a more serious conversation with her? Thanks. So, let's talk about the importance of identity, um, and the fact that you should be able to fully express all of who you are. It doesn't mean you have to physically or sexually express it, but you should be able to be in that space. Um, especially, like, think about labels for trans people. Like, aren't they really important? Don't they matter? Don't they have meaning? Don't they have impact? Don't they hurt? Don't they support? Like, I'm on your side with this. Just because I'm dating you, a woman, doesn't mean that I don't also appreciate men. And while it doesn't diminish from our relationship that I am someone who likes men and women, um, you should be comfortable uh, with who I truly am, which is a bisexual person, and know that I am in a serious, committed relationship with you. You have to own your sense of self. You have to... Um, be willing to stand firm regardless of who you're standing up against. Um, even if that's someone that you um, are really committed to and connected with. Now, I will say that there are ways to go about this that are more endearing, more patient than others. Uh, but I don't think that you should, I definitely don't think you should change the label. I don't think you should acquiesce in those situations. I think you should read the situation in those social settings and decide what's worth talking about a not, but I'll also point out the fact that you emailed a relationship podcast about this issue. So I think you have the answer to your question about whether you should have a serious conversation with your girlfriend or not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of split down the middle on this one. Like a bi person. Uh, let's go with that. <laughs> no, I think that there, and it's so funny because we, I was literally just having this conversation at work earlier today, but I think that what's happening is we're in this really weird territory right now where um, identity is getting so... What's the word that I'm blurred? looking for? No, not even blurred. Just so extreme. Hmm. There's just so many defining factors to people right now that it is so, uh, in my opinion, for me, I can only speak for myself. A lot of it is losing a lot of the meaning that it used to have mm, mm -hmm. because there's so many identifiers right now that it's like, you know, you're uh, an African-American, uh, heterosexual, uh, cisgendered, uh, you know, uh, male defining or male presenting, you know, blah, 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 blah. Bibliophile, full-time employee, yeah, college graduate. Yeah, just, you just keep all adding of and the, adding. It's just we keep adding these things. And bisexual is, there is a such thing as bisexual. Now, this is where I kind of drive off the, the path with what I just said. Mm. Bisexuality is really weird and bizarre for me to be able to actually... Um, not accept, but be able to like fully embrace because I personally, I'm only speaking for myself. Please know that my opinions do not reflect that of the relationship podcast or the Cretellis. <laughs> um, this is literally me speaking for myself. I feel like my issue with bisexuality and all that I've ever seen from it has only had anything to do with sex sex mm. in general so there it, it's so crazy to me that like 
a person can claim that they're bi and, you know, that they like having sex with people and they're into both people. But then when you look at like their dating history, the majority of the people that they date are like one sex Mm. or they have a history or they've had a past of dating the opposite sex, like in their adolescence Mm. or like while they were younger, but like they've predominantly dated you know, X, Y, and Z this way. But then the only time that they like may bring another sex into the situation is, you know, under sex situation, like, you know, three ways, et cetera, Mm. et cetera, and stuff like that. So I don't, and this is, again, I'm only speaking for myself. I don't have very, um, uh, understanding views of bisexuality. I think, if a person told me that they were more pansexual, that they're just like into people and it just so happens that they've dated men and they've dated women and they don't care because they've also dated transgender people and blah, blah, blah. Like they've done all this other stuff like that. I'm a lot more eager to embrace that because mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense to me. But I think that bisexuality within itself is a confusing because, you know, I thought I was bisexual at one point in time where like I had a history of dating girls. I had a history of sleeping with girls like and because I was also attracted to men, I thought I was bisexual. And and I a lot of gay people end up saying by, you know, by, that they're bisexual to come to terms with their homosexuality Mm -hmm. um it is way more common than it isn't if it it does and so i i I think that that is is uh a huge thing i'm kind of going off of a tangent right now but uh, on a tangent which is crazy but i say all of that to say that why does it matter right you're in a relationship with the female that you're in a relationship with and whatever your sexuality is or however it's defined in any way, shape or form, you're with her right now at the end of the day. You're queer. Hmm. Just leave it at that. And she probably has a really hard time embracing and or understanding what you're talking about because the only thing that she knows is probably your ex-girlfriend's and then the relationship that you're in right now with her. So the thought, the idea of you sleeping with another man or something like that is just not something that equates for her. And that's not r- random. That's not ra- like that, that. That's not that. That's not something that doesn't make sense. And you have to understand where her frame of of context is. Mm. You have to understand that. So. Um, but again, at the end of the day, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You two are in a relationship. You've been together for two years. You two love one another. Uh, who cares if you're bisexual? Who cares if you're queer? Who cares if you're pansexual? Who cares if you're anything other than the partner to this woman? Mm. That is it. Why? That's all that matters. And, you know, and I would ask her why she has such an issue with the whole bisexual thing like what is it about her because again you will if you have a conversation i'm like rambling right now but if you guys have a conversation with one another like you may find out that her understanding of bisexuality is not far off from mine for example Mm. where like the only reference bisexuality has for her are like people who are like having three ways or get like drunk and make out with, you know, another girl in a bar kind of situation. And then they say, Oh my God, I'm so bi because you know, I do this random. And at the end of the day, that's 
not what's really going on. Um, and, and that's not what it is for you. And and you can try to get her to understand, but you also have to understand that it's going to be really hard for her to even grasp on to your definition of it because you two are in a relationship. And by all intents and purposes, it's a lesbian relationship. Right. It's so that even that is going to be really challenging for her to like embrace. So I don't know that it matters. I think that if you just put it under the umbrella of like queer and just said you're queer, which means that like you can go whatever way the wind blows and it just so happens that, you know, it stopped on her, then that would be great. And maybe that would make a lot more sense for her. But like I said, I think bisexuality is just very interesting. And I would love to have a topic about this one uh, someday soon mm-hmm. because I think it's a very interesting one. Well, and it's, it's you know, to your point, like there are lots of people who think that um, by town is just one stop on the way to Gayville. And that's true. There's also, back to your earlier point, there is a, a like a deluge of identifiers that are happening that may or may not even matter. What I find interesting is lots of people, yourself included, it, it seems in this conversation, find comfort in terms that they've come to terms with or are familiar with. So like you don't really like bi, but you like queer. Well, what does that mean? And what does that mean to this person? You know, we move on a spectrum through time. And as much as we don't like to admit it, uh, if we had certain experiences at certain given points in that timeline, um, we would be bisexual, ambisexual, pansexual, whatever you want to call it, queer, like whatever you want to call it. Um, and so for me, the, the guidance that I would give is find have the conversation and find out, is it that she is threatened because she's threatened? Is it that she 100% is 100 percent? Yeah. Threatened. So yeah. is she threatened by the concept that you are attracted to someone other than her? Is she threatened by the concept that you will be attracted to something that she can't give you, um, which can be common, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have those parts, right? Um, or you know, more commonly and and more deeply for me is bisexuality um, gets a it's misnomered because sometimes it has nothing to do with sex at all. Has nothing to do with sex. It has to do with lots of other things. Like there are masculine traits that are attractive, right? There is a a supportive piece. There's a strength piece. There's the different thinking type of piece that other people can be attracted to. Same thing with women. Like it's it just it, there's a there's a host of things that could be going on, and it's not good to conjecture or speculate. It's good to have a conversation. One, I think a conversation is 100% necessary. I also think that as I've always said, and as something that I always feel is there's a difference between finding something attractive and being attracted to something as well, right? Mm -hmm. There are qualities in a person that I think is normal to find attractive. I find Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls very attractive Mm -hmm. i am very i find her very attractive i think that she is beautiful i think that she is talented i think that i always tell you that if she came and told me that she wanted to be with me i would have to think about whether or not i would stay with you as long as i could watch yeah right (laughs) i would have to think about that i don't consider myself bisexual right And I don't even think that that's a bisexual thought. Right. I think that she is a beautiful woman and I could recognize the fact that she is a beautiful woman. Based on a timeline. Correct. That's my whole point. And And I think that that is really important to know and understand. You know, I think all too often we're really quick to put labels on things. You know, I had sex with a guy once 
And uh, I'm speaking as a woman, you know, I had sex with a guy, I've had sex with a couple of guys, or I experimented with a couple of guys. And that makes me bisexual, because not only do I like them, but I also like women. And it's like, sometimes that doesn't really make you bisexual. Sometimes it just means that you had experiences. I'm sorry. And I could this controversial thought, but just because a guy gets a blowjob from another guy or makes out with another guy or or anything of that nature, I don't think that right off the bat makes him gay. No. I think that there are a lot. Now, if you find yourself, and see, this is where I always have the thing. If you find that you could be in a relationship with that person, literally the day-to-day mm-hmm. relationship with that person, then that is something that I would consider gay. Well, and that's where your criteria are for moving on the spectrum. And I think that that is where I have an issue with bisexuality. It's mm. like, usually, it's not... Relegated to one act. It's it's not... It's not, I can have a relationship with right. both a man and have a relationship with a woman. It's that I can have a relationship with a woman, but I really enjoy having sex, sex with, with men with every mm-hmm. once in a while. Right. And I can understand that dynamic... Sure. I get it. I understand how a person can feel that way, but I don't know that that makes you bisexual. I think that makes you a lesbian that every once in a while has sex with men. Has sex with men. Well, let me ask you this. We have several friends who are heterosexual women who met the right girl and are in a relationship with them. And we actually have one friend who's getting married to a woman who's never had a relationship with a woman before and quite probably wouldn't have a relationship with a woman after that. You're going to have to tell me offline who this person is because I don't know it off the top of my head. Sean and Shayla. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how would you define Sean? Is she a lesbian? Is she bi? Or does she just love Shayla? I think and, she just loves Shayla. And does it fucking matter. no it doesn't matter i think no. she just loves shayla but exactly but i will tell you i don't know if i should say this on air Oops. um wow marco just thought about censoring himself i well i don't know if i should only because there have been many comments that have come from one or if not both parties that i have heard that have seen an attractive man and have been like ooh. They're making me second guess my relationship kind of mm-hmm. thing like that. Or, ooh, that's, uh, that's a man that would make me forget my partner or <laughs> forget that I was engaged and stuff like that. And so there's a part of me that doesn't feel like... And I think that if you ask either one of them, neither one of them would say that they're lesbians. Right. I don't think either one of them would say... I don't even think either one of them would say that they're bisexual. I think that they would say that they just really like each other. And... They are, I'm sorry, they love each other, and it just so happens that they like orbit one another and they're getting married with one another. And to your point, who the fuck cares? Like, what does, what does it fucking it matter? matter? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. You just are, and this is how I feel about you. So, who cares about how I feel about everything else? Like, sure. why? Why do we have to label it? Why do we have to define it? Why do we have to cut endpoints into it? Right. We don't. Just be. And enjoy. And then leave it at that. I love it. Next question. All right. Last one. Hi, Critelli guys. My name is Mitch and I'm 79 years old. Oh. Oh, hello, Mitch. Living with my partner, Stephen, for the last 12 years in New Jersey. Congrats on the 12 years. Sorry about Jersey. Yeah, right? (laughs) I didn't know people actually lived there. Stop it. We are not married, but I was updating my will, and I realized that there are a lot of things that he will not be able to get when I die without having to go through a lot of legal hoops. 
I have three grown children, and I left them a fair amount of my estate in my will, but I think Stephen might have a hard time getting what I left him, including my house, because my children could contest the will. Um, we never wanted to get married, and we still don't, but as I ponder this issue more, I don't know if we are making the right decision. We are actually both against the institution of marriage, but want our wishes to be respected. Have you any guidance for us? We would really appreciate it. This is a tough one. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially coming from two people that got married for not I got married to you because I love you Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be married to you and and I wanted to call you my husband. But uh, I'm not afraid to say that part of the reason why I felt like I got married is because you my family knows me really well but i don't live with my family on a day-to-day and not that i think my family would do anything underhanded but i wanted you to be able to like speak to my last wishes or make decisions on some of the things that are necessary if i die like i want you to be able to have the things that you know, my shoe collection. Um, and I want you to be able to like divvy it, you know, like, you know, any of that kind of stuff, because again, you're my partner, you're the person that I've been with for an extended period of time. So I think that you should have priority on those things. I know you would take care of my family. Um, but the way that the laws are, I don't know that my family would think about taking care of you. And that's not any shade towards them or, or their decision making process. It's just, it's, you know, I know you would take care of Jade. I know you would take care of Troy and Steve. I would know you would make sure that my mom and dad were taken care of. of. Course. But you know, those are like, those are, those are things. That's just the way it is. Like if you don't, if you're not my husband, then it becomes a lot, more difficult for those things to pan out it's true and you have to understand the way the federal and the state laws work like the the pecking order starts with your married spouse but then it goes to parents then uh siblings then adult children and like there's there's an order to it so and it goes beyond that like never mind your estate and how you will things to someone what about whether you do or don't want to be on life support what about how you want to be your body to be treated after you die? Do you want to donate it? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be buried? Like, if you don't have legal rights, you don't get to make those decisions. Even if I said, Marco and I had this conversation like every year, including the day before he died. And this is what he told me. That doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, even even all the way down to like you being able to visit me in the hospital right. like while I'm safe. Right. And like, let's be it. So like, here's something that I think about all the time. Like, I know that when I die, you know this, I don't want like a, f- it's not that I don't want a funeral. Like I'm okay with having like a service. Of you would like a memorial. I would like a memorial, but I definitely but you don't want do, your body there. I, I don't want my body there, nor mm-hmm. do I want it to be Christian themed in right. any way, shape or form. And now we got it on the air. like i don't want it to be christian themed at all and i think that like you know that i know my brother and my sister would know that like neither one of them you know you guys would not do that but like if my mom and dad who would be the people that would literally be in charge of my estate had you and i not been married if they decided that they wanted to throw me like a church funeral right 
there would be no two ways about it. No. Like you would just have to go about. And if they them. were gone, it would be up to Troy. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, Troy would Troy would know not to throw no, me. No, no, understood. One, but, but, yeah. And and let's not discount those people. They are afflicted with grief at the time they're making those decisions. So it's not about uh, slamming them or anything. It's just about like being prepared, having a clear understanding. Like I know what you want. You know what I want. Um, but if we weren't married those wishes might not be respected and people need to know how things work like even if i lay out in my will what i want people can contest it and a lot of folks don't know that but they can so like if i uh left you a bunch of stuff and people were like well he only knew him for a few years and that man was taking advantage of him they can build an argument and take away your inheritance 100 percent. they can build an argument and take away your right to make decisions and in fact you don't start out with those rights and people don't understand that there's a lot of legal statuses um that exist so if i have power of attorney that's great but was it durable medical power of attorney or was it regular power of attorney oh, yeah, was it guardianship so or guardian ad litem like i mean there's just that you have to know and understand your rights now i will say that for this situation um you don't have to get involved in the institution of marriage and you still have a lot of options like domestic partnership you've been together more than 10 years you don't even have to apply at this point it'll be assumed however you will protect yourself even more by applying there's also the act of so again forget marriage you can create a trust very cheaply and have that trust enact your wishes. Um, and so lots of people have a friend who's a lawyer or a friend who just understands how like civil court works. And they will build these sort of um, steps to be taken. And they will protect their rights without insulting anyone and without compromising their own beliefs about the institution of marriage or the titles that are put on their partner. Now, you should also understand that as a person who is you know approaching 80, there are other things that like... No one has any control over unless you're married. For example, inheritance, life insurance, pensions, um, death benefits. You know, those are what they are based on what you've signed and what you've said. So you really need to fully understand what your assets are and what your choices are. You don't have to get married. You really don't. I love it. I'm a proponent of it. I think it's great. I'm glad you're protected and I don't have to worry about anything because you now have 100% coverage of all my... um, last rights or whatever you want to call them um but even if i didn't uh just knowing that there are other options you just have to plan it out you yeah just have to plan it out i just yeah i think that if if your goal is to make sure that your partner is taken care of then you need to do what's necessary to make sure your partner's taken care of and sometimes it's the hard decisions like getting married just to make sure that he's protected mm-hmm. if it's that important to you right if you don't want to get married then i think it's just up to you to make sure that you cross every t and dot every i to make sure that that he is taken care of because you have to know and understand that on paper he isn't like i mean well that's not true on paper he yeah i was yeah like in yeah in theory he doesn't yeah and so it's true. You, you so you have to protect him it's true um and and sometimes protect sometimes you have to make those tough decisions like getting married which i never understand why people don't like like why people are so averse to getting married but that's a whole other episode um but at the end of the day i say go for it and and do what you need to do to make sure that he's protected yeah and just know that no matter where you live there are free legal clinics in your county 
um, and you usually only get one to two hours per issue but remember that you get one to two hours your partner gets one to two hours you can go to a different clinic in a different county for a different issue like you have options even if you can't afford legal counsel yeah but some, if you're talking about an estate you probably can't afford some legal counsel yeah well and some of them are better advice than that of two queers on a podcast. Right. Well, and again, just understanding the the pecking order and how it falls down. Like, okay, so you're, you have no living parents and you're not married. So your oldest child is probably going to make the decisions. Have you had a conversation with your oldest child about what your wishes are? Maybe that's a route to explore. I do want to say this before we end this, though. Mm-hmm. you Because you made a very valid point. We also have to understand that like, I've, we are a very selfish people. Sure are. And we have to know and understand that uh, the ugliness of who we are shows up at the worst times, i.e. funerals and (laughs) things like that. So you may know that you may have conversations with your eldest and you guys maybe have an understanding about what's supposed to go on. And then you die and your eldest is going to show his ass, Mm -hmm. his or her ass, (laughs) and not do things the way that you want it to because they're grieving or they're under intense pressure or they're doing things for themselves to make themselves feel good. Or they're just making the best decision they can. And exactly. And you have to know that some of it is not personal. Well, all of it is personal, but you have to know and understand that it is not meant with malintent. It is meant in it's what they feel is right in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you want to protect the person that you are with, you need to put forth things to make sure that they're protected. Exactly. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for this month's edition of listener situations make sure you guys tune into igtv um in our series relation chat we have some amazing conversation regarding this week's episode i swear you're gonna love it uh we are at relation pod relationship on instagram um and then again you can check us out on igtv and check out relation chat we're gonna take a short break but we'll be back in just a bit Hello, Hello, listeners. listeners. We are here to present a fun opportunity to you. Do you know of a queer couple that you want us to feature on the show? If so, send an email to relationshipquestions at gmail.com or tag us on social media at podrelationship. Tony and I may feature this couple on one of our episodes. We want to thank you for joining us each week and for helping to make this podcast the success that it is. We are going to get back to the show, but we look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. And we look forward to highlighting more of these queer relationships that you love. Enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Bye. Huh. I guess that's going to do it for this week's episode. Is that what you think? That's what I think. Lucky we don't pay you to think. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And hey, you don't pay me at all. Oh, that's a very valid point. Um, you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any situations or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. And don't forget to check out our IGTV channel, Relationship, for a behind-the-scenes post-show conversation about this week's episode. Tony and I, I guess we're going to harass your ears next week if we have to. We sure will. 
And remember, shit motherfucker fuck shit. <laughs> we have a shit motherfucker fuck shit situation. We sure do.